Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink on the campus of Merrimack College where our score at the end of the first period of play is Merrimack 1 and 14th rank UMass Lowell nothing. This is Mike Mackett alongside John Leahy and tonight's first admission is brought to you as it always is by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Well, Nate Bridge is pulling double duty here. He steps over from his uh, TV duties uh, with Nesson tonight calling the game on television alongside Ryan Johnson, a, here to join us here in the, the first intermission. And Nate, uh, pretty good back and forth uh, first period there, I thought, for, for both clubs. Uh, some good saves for both goaltenders. And Merrimack's able to get some traffic and bodies to the net and the only goal of the first period. Yeah, that was fun. 11 shots apiece for each squad. And I said to Ryan during the early portion of that uh, first period from Mole, they kind of carried the first five minutes, four or five minutes, a lot of opportunities in the offensive end. Not necessarily shots on goal, but they carried the pace. It looked like Groundhog Day over and over again. They get the puck back to neutral, swing it around to the left side, and start the attack on that left side. But looking at this line sheet here for UMass Lowell, you have somebody like Lee and Brown. Lee with 18 points as a freshman, Brown with 21. They work, like working that left side. They're really strong over there on that outside wing. Yeah, you got two teams here that are uh, the top five teams in the country as far as freshman point totals, uh, three of them from Hockey East. Uh, Merrimack is one of them. They, they played BU last night. That's another one. And Lowell tonight is the third one. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit uh, with Chase Breesaw. Granted, not a freshman, uh, but we talked to him about that win last night against Boston University. Uh, for these Warriors, and he said that really helped in the first period. A little shot in the arm here to come out of the shoot with such a big win last night. And the goal that they got, I mean, it's been the case, certainly we've seen it here, and, and teams that you know that everybody needs their, their seniors to be, to play well, to play their best hockey down the stretch here. That's, uh, Merrimack still has an outside chance of making the playoffs. That's the way, you know, they're treating every game here as a playoff game, but you see that play there where uh, they're able to keep control of the puck in the offensive zone. Tavernier gets a shot on net, the rebound comes out, and Irvine's right there on the doorstep to put it in. Well, and even during that sequence, too, I mean, we talked about Tavernier and Irvine, you know, finishing the job, but it really started at the point, because with Carlisle and Ewens, there was a no-look pass that committed Hausinger up and out of the play, and Hausinger committed to, I can't, I can't remember if it was Ewens or Carlisle, but he committed to the, to the D-man, and all of a sudden the swing around to that right side gave Merrimack the opportunity, and yeah, hey, it was Johnny on the spot, uh, down low for Tyler Irvine, but what a weekend for Tyler Irvine as well. Three points last night and now he's up uh, on the board here giving Merrimack the one nothing lead. So let me ask you this. He comes into the uh, night tonight, fifth place and uh, tied for fifth in scoring in Hockey East. Is he going to get some consideration for postseason honors here? Oh, I hope so. Uh, I, I think that that's obvious. The only downside is that there is so much talent in this conference here this year and I. it seems like we say this every year. I mean, I see guys every every, every winter heading into the spring. Every year we talk about how much, how much talent there is, how much scoring there is, how the standings are always clogged up, but this year seems a little different. You know, when you have a guy like Irvine on a Merrimack squad that has struggled, they don't have the wins, they haven't been able to finish, but they've been playing some pretty good hockey this year against some top-ranked teams, and when you have a guy like Irvine, now granted, I'm talking about some games against Duluth, and not necessarily wins, but Duluth and Penn State, when you're going up against those non-conference teams, that only bodes well for your guys in conference. We're seeing that with Tyler Irvine, and we'll see what the awards are, whether it's first team, second team, what have you. But consideration, absolutely. 
So Merrimack, as we said, still has that outside chance of making the playoffs. They're going to need some help from some other teams probably, but they also need to help themselves as much as possible. After tonight's game, they've got five games left, three of them with Boston College, two of them with Providence. What are the chances? Well, it's just too bad that uh, only two of those games are here at home. Uh, because I think you guys would agree that this is a it's a nice home ice advantage. Uh, and Although the funny thing is, they probably have actually played a little better on the road than they have at home, including the win last night at BU. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, we've seen teams uh, struggle at home, thrive at home, one way or the other here in this conference. But once you get to the month of February, you want to have some home cooking. And uh, and as we were talking about, you know, off air and the uh, upstairs before the game, you know, we were talking about how there's really only five games left for these Merrimack Warriors where other teams have more games uh, coming up and uh, to boot only two of them are at home. So, uh, tough battle ahead coming up and uh, hey, it's just too bad that one of those bye weeks in the conference comes during the last week of the season. But Ryan and I joked about it. Hey, if you can find your way into the postseason, it's kind of like having that first round bye. You get a little bit of rest uh, in that week, in that first week of uh, March. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, as well as the fact that, I mean, it, it can only be a good experience for the players that are going to be coming back, including this large freshman class. Uh, B, you know, a nice reward for the seniors who uh, have, as we said, they've been playing their best hockey and been leading them at this point in the season. So, you know, if they're able to get there, but you got to figure, like I said, every game from here on out, I'm trying to remember who was it that said that. Maybe it was Josh Siako I was talking to last night that at that point I think they had seven games left. I think that was the case before this weekend. Seven games left. They said seven game series. Win four of the next seven. So that's at least the way that they're looking at it. So even if they don't, you know, I'm not sure that four out of seven is going to be enough to get in the playoffs. I think they're trying to be realistic looking at it, but I think you win four out of seven at the end of the season here. You set yourself up pretty good for the next season, I think. You, you finish pretty strong against, uh, really, against the Iron of Hockey East, and you're in a situation where, you know, you feel like you guys, you know, we're heading, certainly heading in the right direction. Well, yeah. Boston College, is it BU and Boston College? Who are the two? There's three with BC and two with Providence. Two with Providence. Okay, so, so Providence and Boston College, you're going to have the support of every other team in this conference. I mean, it's, it, it is going to be, you know, uh, ten teams against one here coming up uh, during this final few weeks of the season because uh, with how clogged up these standings are, um, losses for those teams could help a lot of teams down the road. It is so tight in the league. I know you have to go in a minute and a half or so, but uh, so tight in the league, separating first from, not only first from fourth or fifth, but first almost from ninth. Uh, the standings, I mean, it's really amazing. Um, you know, how do you see things shaking out here? We should mention also, you know, you, you also call the games for UNH, so get a good look at the Wildcats as well, as well as a number of other teams around the league. It's been really a, a remarkable season this year. Yeah, and I mean, well, I look at it differently because, you know, UNH has been able to take care of things so far against UMass Amherst. They win the season series there 2-0-1. They already have one win against Boston College. They close the season against Boston College. UNH plays Lowell coming up, so, uh, and also UNH loses a bunch of those tiebreakers with UConn with Northeastern. So um, I think Maine is a team, as, as John and I spoke of uh, pregame, um, they have some home action coming up here, and uh, we talk about home cooking. Uh, it tastes even better for the Maine Black Bears up at Alphon. That's a tough barn to play in. Um, I think depending on what happens in the beat barn, if you can gather some momentum here, they're very happy with Abel. If Abel can continue to play well in that, that could be a sleeper to look at. But, I mean, with all the firepower that some of these teams have, especially Providence, um, their team will be ready. 
reckon with here coming up down the stretch. We'll take UMass Amherst and Boston College out of the mix because they're at the top right now. But I think those are some sleepers. Even UConn. UConn with some of that size that they have, they can be dangerous coming up as well. All right, Nate, thanks a lot. Uh, really great to talk to you as always. Have a good call the rest of the game along with Ryan. And tell him we said hello. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, Nate Bridges, our guest here in the first intermission with Merrimack leading UMass Lowell 1-0. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.